0: Hello everyone, welcome to an extra special episode of Private Parts. Now, I'm so excited about the series of bonus episodes, they are simply amazing. and We're featuring a range of voices from the LGBTQ plus community to share and celebrate love in all of its forms. Now, as part of this podcast series, we also want to shine a light on an incredible charity we're working with called the Albert Kennedy Trust akt akt is a national lgbtq plus charity that provides support and housing for those experiencing homelessness abuse or rejection so if you have any time any time whatsoever please go and check them out as they're doing such vital work and any support you're able to give would be amazing these bonus episodes are produced in collaboration with my beloved vegan sweet brand candy kittens and the ever popular love sweet range and the ever popular sweet range which is available now okay today on the podcast we have nathaniel curtis now nathaniel was in it's a sin the channel 4 amazing hit drama series that follows a group of friends during the aids epidemic it is a powerful powerful show if you haven't seen it nathaniel plays one of the leading roles in it he's an incredible person we talk about bullying we talk about being queer we talk about coming out we talk about culture so many different things and just nathaniel thank you for sharing your story it's been amazing okay guys enjoy the episode with nathaniel so you, you've you never done a podcast like this? No, not like this. Not in person to person. Intimate, not intimate What do you feel? Uh, mm. <laughs> Dreamy.
1: I know, uh, no, 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 I wouldn't say that. No, it. it's, it's, it's very intimate. But it's nice as well, because it's like the other side of a screen. A, the internet just goes down. Mm. And then B, it's there's not, I don't know, something like very tangible. Yeah. Not in a, excuse me, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think also uh, with acting, right? Because acting, I, I do you know what I find fascinating about it when you go into acting is that when you you grow up seeing it in movies or on stage Or you go to drama school You do it at school It's kind of this movement and stuff That when you do it on TV or movies Especially that, that kind of stuff It's like a point that you have to hit And you have to do it And it's quite static almost sometimes Yeah Was that When you started doing that Was that a complete challenge for you? Um, yeah
1: I'm in rehearsals for something at the moment yeah. And we were Can talking Can we say what you're doing? Oh yeah
0: So um, actually well, I'm doing
1: two things uh, I'm currently rehearsing for a play called Disruption yeah. uh, At the Park Theatre Uh, which opens on the 7th of July by Andrew Stein. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a play about AI and it's really terrifying. Yeah. Um, And then after that, I'm actually moving on to rehearse for the touring cast of 222 A Ghost Story. Come on.
0: Come on. Come on. Come on. Which
1: is very, very exciting. Yeah, that was announced today. Um, And and I'm so excited.
0: But so, okay, but so when you're doing stage shows, that is much more movement, right?
1: Yeah, yes, I think so. Um, Yeah, because you have more space to fill. You know, a camera can, you can have a close up on your eyes and they can tell the entire story. But because you have to hit the back of a theatre, there's more space for you to fill in that, um, either with a very, very important, like a pause in a speech, Mm. um, or it can be done physically. Um, but there is a there is a power in stillness, and as someone who is very, I'm very fidgety, and I'm Same. I'm all limb as well. So any small fidgets, like I'm trying to boot someone across the room, when actually there's more creativity in just standing still and just saying the lines. And I think that's something that I still need to remember in my thirties. Mm. But it's so important because yeah. on screen you can you can replicate that just by having like one shot as opposed to doing it in a play when you're just, like, sit on your hands.
0: But I but I also think, like, when you do a play, right, like you said, you project and things like that. But when, you know, for example, when It's a Sin, which, by the way, another clap, because that was <laughs> un-fricking-believable. Thank you so much. There is so much emotion, and there is... A lot of it is just not much movement. It's so inward, because it's such a private emotion that's going on within you so it's much more closed Mm. and i find that it must be hard sometimes i always when i was at school i always wanted to be an actor but i was never quite good i was always playing myself but it's hard to kind of stage where you can you have to be big and large but then when you're on tv it's much smaller Mm. which one do you find that you like enjoy more
1: i honestly like both for different reasons um there's something so immediate about theatre. Yeah. You you follow the play through the entire, from beginning to end. You stay with the story. Mm. Whereas in screen work, although, yes, it's often shot out of sequence, you are able to do uh, just that little bit more um, because you, you don't ha- have to let people in from so far away. Mm. And the camera does the work for you. The camera can be... You know, can be, it can be like a mid-shot or something and you don't have to worry about what your legs are doing in this bit or what your hands are doing because actually the focus is entirely on the portrayal of emotion. Or actually one thing that I have found is that, and actually it's a very like, well-known thing, I don't know why I'm trying to <laughs> take any credit for this, <laughs> but instead of like, so for instance, if I have a crying scene, the best way that I can get to that place is by trying not to cry. And actually then it's, I feel it's more, as an audience member, it's more interesting to see someone trying not to release that emotion as opposed to just like going and sobbing,
0: mm. you know? Yeah. It's a Sin was just amazing. It's just like phenomenon that went round everyone. It was just incredible in so many ways. Thank you. I mean, everyone's seen it. For people who haven't seen it, can you explain what it's about?
1: Okay. It's a Sin by Russell T. Davis is about a group of six friends who um, they've all kind of moved to London in, in the 80s in... 1981, to be specific, and it's about them falling in love and about them having fun and, 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 and finding what it means to be the, the version of them that they want to be when they grow up and then their entire world is rocked by HIV.
0: Oh, my God. And it's, it's a true story but not a true story, am I right in saying that? Yeah. So um, Jill Nalda,
1: who honestly... I love her. She is the inspiration for Lydia West's Jill in the show. And actually, Jill played Lydia's mum in it. Really? Yeah, it's really cute. So she lived in a flat um, in London called the Pink Palace. Mm. And she's been a friend of Russell for years. And it's kind of things that happen to people that Russell knows. Mm. And then he used Jill as that anchor. And when you meet real life Jill, you understand why someone would want to write a series about her. She's so fun. She's so funny. There's just an outpouring of love coming from her that you're like, God,
0: you're interesting. When you got that role, did you know it was going to be something special? Absolutely not. You had no idea?
1: No idea. I mean, I I knew it was going to be good because I'd I'd read the script. Russell T. Davis is a god amongst men. And I was so invested. And I'd only been given the first three episodes. And obviously the end of episode three is devastating. And I was so in it before I'd even... Got the job. And I also thought, because it was so good and it was my first screen project and I was in the middle of doing my first job, having left drama school five years before, I thought, well, they're not going to, they're not going to cast me because they, how do they know that I can do it if I don't know if I can do it? And then, but they'd seen something clearly and very, very gratefully that gave me the opportunity to at least try.
0: Mm. Because it was this amazing thing. And then it suddenly starts just blowing up. And then Elton John gets in touch and that is like hello what was that like oh god it's so embarrassing okay
1: I am look I'm not a cool person okay okay I am oh god I am oh I don't know how to describe it I'm like I'm giggly I just, I'm a bit, I get quite I get very I get very nervous, yeah. you know, very anxious. And it was so bad. Um <laughs> I love Elton. I love him so much. He's just he's such a beautiful man, but um I was oh I'm sorry. I was on my way to go and see my friend um in a park. It was still COVID time, so I was on the overground going all the way to Stratford to go and see Stephen. And um I'd had a COVID test um the day before, like the morning of, because I had a photo shoot the next day. And um, my publicist sent me an email just to say, oh, um, you know, um, Elton John wants to send on his personal congratulations. And I read this email and I was like, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> and
1: then um, the COVID people had said, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to give you a phone call just to like, give you all the, like, just to let you know what goes on. So I'm on the, I'm on the train um i think i was i was reading what was i reading i was reading the time traveler's wife i've read it like five times i love
0: that i love that
1: i've read it so many times and i like and i was reading it and i just and my phone rang and it was like a not a blocked number but a number i didn't know i was like oh sweet covid people picked up the phone and just went (laughs) Yellow. i had that laugh who laughed (laughs) and and (laughs) i just get nathaniel darling darling it's elton elton john and my life flashed before my eyes. My heart fell out of my hole. It was so awful. And then the next thing I said was, In, like, with the wobble, I'm on the tube. <laughs> and he went, oh, really? Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll, just, I'll call you back. Do you want to call you back? I was like, no, 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 please. I'm not the... I mean, obviously not. I'm not going to hang up on you. Not that I'm not, I'm not going to hang up on you, I promise. But I just thought, like, if I dip out of the signal, actually, I'm on the overground. I'm not even on the tube. And I got myself into this tiz. This complete Panic. And then, like, and I was sweating and I was like, what am I doing? And then he was just so lovely. And he was like, I've just watched the show and I just want to tell you how much it meant to us. And it was so amazing. And you were so lovely and you were so good in it. And I was like, Elson John thinks I'm a good actor. Wow.
0: Oh, my God. Curveball.
1: And it was just, and I mean, he's just, he's just a. He's a ray of sunshine,
0: that man. Yeah, but it's amazing also that he reaches out like yeah, that. Yeah, That is so cool. Mm. He doesn't have to. No, not at all. Doesn't need to do it, but he just does it. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. And I think next time that does
1: happen, I'm going to probably steal myself and speak like a man as opposed to, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. As
1: opposed to just like a poor little child being like, right, where am I? Where's my mummy? Oh God, it was just so embarrassing. And I got off the train on the side. My legs were wobbling because I was like, I cannot believe you made such a twat out of yourself in front of Elton John on the phone. <laughs>
0: no, it would have been endearing and amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so... Oh, I'm
0: just and then you really walk up and go, that
1: was just Elton yeah, yeah. John. Yeah, so like he hung up and then like, I was just and I just remember staring at the front cover of my book just thinking, what did you do? Who do you phone straight away when that happens? But I didn't really speak it to anyone, but then I um, got off the train and I told my friend and he just, he got so overwhelmed because I hadn't seen him since um, the show had come out. And so like I saw him and he just burst into tears. And then I, I'm like, and I was like, Stephen Elton John just called me? And he just sat on the floor. He literally in the middle of the park, just sat on the floor. He was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" Um, but um, who do I call? My si- my sisters. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. I call my yeah. Sisters. You call family straight away. I call.
1: I call. Actually, I call my sisters, or I call uh, my friend Henry. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I
0: call. <laughs> yeah. And whenever you do a piece of work, right? You, you know, the dream is it to become something this big, and. It must create, like, such a close bond with the whole ensemble that you guys are just like, oh, my God, we've just created this thing and di- portrayed this amazing true story. Well, not true story, but this whole mo- thing that happened. How sad is it to kind of box it up and then close it and then move on with other things? I don't think I have really boxed it up, to be honest. I think it's always going to be there.
1: Um, But I'm so so proud to have been a part of a a production like that. And I do think I got to work with some of the best people and we don't get to see each other an awful lot because they're so good. They're so talented. They're off doing these amazing things and I couldn't be more proud. And from a distance, just being like, I see you and I know what it's like to work with you. And I am so jealous of the people that get to do that, that get to work with you again, because I'd kill, I'd kill for that opportunity. And I'm very lucky that all of the jobs that I've been on, there have been those people have you always wanted to go into acting from the very beginning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think like when I was three, I wanted to be a dinosaur. But what can you <laughs> do? <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think acting was always the one thing that really just. But what is it though? Me. What
0: is it? Why do so many people, so many individuals, want to do that? Is it because it's the sense of being on a stage, getting the validation? Is it because of the art? What is it about it?
1: Honestly, I don't think I was very good. At anything else? Really? Um, and also, I think. That, I mean, I I get so nervous before I go on stage. I really, really do. And there is something... I think it's just very freeing, mm. to be honest. And not like a oh, to step in someone else's shoes kind of thing, but actually just like being able to just express yourself through someone else is so... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's an experience. It's like your skin is on fire, but in a really great way. Mm. Obviously, if your skin is on fire, please see your doctor. <laughs> but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> but so you found it very easy to jump into different roles and become different people and experience different worlds. Because for a lot of people, that's not that easy, I would say. No, not at all. It's
1: no, it's not easy in the slightest. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to work on some really great projects. Yeah. Um, You know, stage and screen alike. But I think, I mean, for me, it's trying to find something that I understand about the character and going from there. Mm. And... You know, in It's a Sin. The magic was the script. A good script, you don't have to figure out too much because it's just there, even even if it's in what's not said. Yeah. You can, to be able to work with great writing is is a real, real just joy.
0: Yeah, but that comes down to the good acting as well. It's so true what you say. It's like, what is not said is even bigger. Mm. That's when you go like, oh my God. Mm. I still think to say one of the greatest bits of acting is, I don't even watch Captain Phillips. Yes. With, with Tom, oh my God, yes. With Tom Hanks. So, so the ending where Captain Phillips has come off and he's on the boat and he's in shock. With the shock. paramedic. With the paramedic. He's the in par- shock. Oh my God. That acting is mm-hmm. one of the greatest, it's it's no words, it's just movement and uh, he's in shock mm-hmm. and he betrays that, that mm-hmm. but to do that is so hard.
1: I also heard, I don't know if this is true, so you can't quote me on it, but I also heard that that scene was improvised. Really, mm, and that the paramedic, like I don't know, she must have some medical knowledge or something. But I, it, I don't know if it was completely structured. Yeah, but I mean, if it was improvised, then holy crap! Take holy my hat holy off shit. to you. Shit! Holy shit! But no, and it's so weird that when you said that, I knew exactly which bit you were talking about because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. watching that, being like, I'm going to just give up. To be honest,
0: I'm so glad that you saw. Of course, you would see that. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What makes good script writing?
1: such a good question. What is it? What makes, I don't know, somewhere where I can kind of forget where I am. Really? Yeah, absolutely. If I love a book, I start reading it and I feel like I'm not just reading it, like it's kind of covering me and I can't stop thinking about it, you know? There's a book called The Song of Achilles by Madeleine Miller, which is, I see someone nodding in the back, what's up? It's the story of the Trojan War, Mm. a retelling of the Iliad, but told through the eyes of uh, Patroclus, who is Achilles' lover. Mm. Not his cousin, Troy, not his friend his lover um and that book has stayed with me for 10 years i even have it tattooed on my a line from it tattooed on my arm in greek my tattoo says i am made of memories and it's a line from that book because if i had a, book for, a tattoo for every book that i loved i'd be
0: covered like i would be covered <laughs> would you really yeah it would be really bad <laughs> so who were your heroes growing up who did you look up to and go this is who i love oh gosh
1: um that's a very good question i I didn't get a chance to see a lot of theatre growing up, you know. I come from a working-class family just outside of Bournemouth and not the nice part of Bournemouth, the nasty part of Bournemouth. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, we we didn't have the resources to be able to, like, come up to London and see shows. So I yeah. think I, my heroes growing up, you know, I think they changed. They changed yeah. all the time. Um, and I do remember when I was at school, we were... I think it was for English. We came up to see... Rafe Fiennes played Oedipus at the National. Mm. And everyone else was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, theatres gay, whatever. And I just remember sitting there being like, wow. It was the first time I'd been to the National. And I just remember seeing... And I, I remember every time I go back, I just... I remember exactly where I was sat, And I was a teenager. And I'm like, I'm mm, not a teenager anymore. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> but, like, I remember every time I go there, I just think, I remember sitting in that seat and having my life changed.
0: What, why? What, what changed I it? I don't... eat. I can't... I mean, also,
1: I love ancient greece i have a i have a tattoo in greek like i love i love ancient greece i've always loved classics if i hadn't have done
0: because the storytelling the storytelling yeah if yeah, i hadn't yeah.
1: gone to drama school i would have studied classics at university 100 well. and i I, but I just remember thinking also i knew the story and but the way that it was brought to life was just absolutely stunning and i think you know heroes change people change who are my heroes growing up? That's a really good question. It is a
0: hard question. because Someone actually asked me that the other day. And actually, as I said, I was like, that's a really tricky question. Because then I was like, Johnny Wilkinson? I was like, I was into rugby. That That's what I was into. Oh, it. you and I are very different people. <laughs> I was
1: into- I'm into rugby men. What's up? But rugby. <laughs> I,
0: I was into rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Johnny Wilkinson was like my heroes. I was asked that because it's quite, it's maybe not heroes, but... You know, I've done a lot of it. We, we're doing this amazing series, as you know, when we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking to some incredible people. And so many people, um, I ask the same question. They go like, you know what? I, I, I found it very tricky to look up to anyone. Completely. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know who to look up to.
1: I think also as a half Indian, half English, queer child in the arts who wanted to go into the arts, there was, no, there was nobody who looked like me yeah. on, on screen or stage. There was no one. And I think even now, like I'm still searching around, like like we were just saying, like um, before this, you know, it's really difficult sometimes to see yourself in a project because it's like, oh, I know I won't get a chance to audition for that because of the colour of my skin. And, and that's something that I really want to change, not to think that I'm going to change the world, not to think that I'm curing cancer or anything particularly important like that. But actually, if I, if I, as young Nathaniel, Little baby Nathaniel, who is much shorter, I assure you. Um, glasses, big hair. Just, if I could have seen someone who looked like me, I would have felt much safer going into this yeah. industry. Like, I kind of turned up, flying by the seat of my pants, being like, might be shit, going to give it a try.
0: That's amazing. It's so true, though. But it does. I, 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 I think it's amazing, whatever industry you're in, to try and change it in whatever, in positive way. Mm. That's amazing. So it, does that happen? Because of the colour of your skin, you think that some roles you can't get. I think, I mean, hey,
1: I'm going to give it a try. I would love to try everything. If you want me to audition for James Bond, I will audition for James Bond. I
0: would love you to be Bond. I that mean, I'd be, be a
1: terrible spy. I am not inconspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not setting myself limitations, but I have to be very, very practical and very aware of where it is in the industry that I can slot into,
0: mm.
1: you know. Um, and that's not to say that it's not going to change, but it's really tough. You know, yeah. being an actor is interesting. And I remember getting to drama school and people saying, if this isn't what you want to do with all of your heart and soul, don't. Go and find something that will pay you better, that will treat you better, that will let you go to your friend's weddings and to your friend's birthday parties. Because when you are working, that is what
0: you do, mm. you know? How are you with rejection? Because that's, a, you know, a lot of the acting world is about rejection. You know, my, my sister did Guildhall all that kind of stuff. and. She's amazing in so many ways, but I think she found rejection quite hard because she would go into roles, try for it, and then, you know, oh, it wouldn't happen. She'd try again and it wouldn't happen. And that mm. comes quite heavy after a while. Mm. I,
1: I mean, I've had so much rejection. It took me five years after drama school to get my first job. No way. Yeah, five years. Um, and I think, look, it's not my business yeah. why, they won't, why, they, why I'm not cast. And I've had like, even now, I get a, I get a lot of no's. I had some, I've had so many close calls in the last year in particular and like, and also been recasting things. And I, the way that I kind of sit in that is that it's not my business. I've gone in, I've proven to myself that I can do it. Even like I've learned 15 pages in a night, like, I, and, and I've gone and I've given them my absolutely everything. But it, if it is down to the fact that I'm too tall for the leading lady, I look too old, I look too young. It's, it's, it's just, it's nothing to do with me and I have to be comfortable in yeah, enough great. in myself and in my talent to know. I mean, of course, don't get me wrong, there are times when it happens and you turn around and you're like, what
0: the hell? I um, just nailed that. Yeah,
1: like, uh, I don't not what I don't know what you were saying, my love, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a talented lady. Um, but it's just, you know, it, and when, but when it does get me down, I am so, so fortunate to have a group of people, my friends, my agent, publicist, everyone who are just it's just, it's, it's met with love mm. and the, re, like the reminder that it's not personal. And of course you take it personally sometimes. Yeah. Um, but onwards and upwards, you pick yourself up, you, you, you tie your laces again, wash your hands and you move on. How do you do with reviews then? I don't read them. You don't? No. Get out of here. I have no interest in what people say. You've I, never read a review? I've read a couple, but honestly, like what people say about me, what people say about me is nothing to do with me. What people say to me is more important. You know uh, what? Uh, also, look, I I was bullied so badly growing up, school drama school. I was bullied so badly. So people talking about my uh, bu- talking about me behind my back is just normal. And actually, someone I'm rehearsing with, we were talking about reading reviews today. And um, what is it she said? What is it she said? She said, um, if it's a if it if it's a good review, it's never good enough. If it's a bad review, it's devastating.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so absolutely.
1: True. And like, and you know what? After. It wasn't in reviews, but I, I played um, Brian in The Witcher Blood Origin, um, which was a prequel to The Witcher, which came out at Christmas, and I was personally met with a lot of racist and homophobic language. People were so angered by the fact that I could exist in this world. And I love The Witcher. Season three came out today, and I'm going to watch that. Anna Schaffer, I am coming for you. <laughs> and it's just, I was so excited to be a part of that. I was so excited, and my character was like, was queer, and it was so... I was so ready to be a part of that. And then, I mean, I, I don't search myself for anything, but I people would then tag me and stuff. Yeah. Saying, like, being really racist and homophobic and I was just like, oh, I still... I still don't deserve to be here in... Uh, I'm doing the quotation marks... Um, in everyone's minds.
0: And that's really sad. It must be really... Yeah, it's really sad. And, and do you know what's even sad is that, again, I, I've done chats with so many different people now. Mm. And it's a current theme. It's like, at school, I experienced bullying. Yeah, yeah. And I had to become resilient. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was get out of that place. Oh, yes. And all I thought is, okay, when I hit this age, I can then get out. Mm. And as long as I can get through this window, mm-hmm. and I know this window is going to be shit. I get out. And that's just... Not fucking cool.
1: No, it's... It's really not cool. It's really not cool. And I, you know, and I then... I then worked in education for a couple of years. I was a teaching assistant um, and I worked. And like and in schools, I could see that it's just not getting better. Really, it still yeah. happens. Bullying is still so... And, like, I do think that the reason why I am the very well-put-together mess that I am today is because, like you said, you just have to pull yourself through it. Um, and... The, the, but the constant reminder that growing up I was just too different to be to be liked for who I am.
0: Oh no that makes me so was but so,
1: not, But that's so not true. But you know and it's but then it's learning that as an adult and it's actually learning it after drama school because yeah. then at drama school you are put, you are pitted against each other. It is a competition totally. and I had some people in my year who were particularly unpleasant. But then I left and then I found my people. The people who remind me that not only am I loved, but I'm special.
0: Yeah. And just
1: to have that is so like, genuinely moving. To have found it, what, 30 years into my life, I couldn't be more grateful for that.
0: Wow. It, it's insane resilience. and And I don't think I'd be strong enough to get through that and then come out the other side and be put together and okay and and just look and go well I'm okay I'm a strong resilient person I would, mm. don't think I'd be able to do that I think some like
1: you know when you're at that point like in I so I suffer I have depression mm. um and it like it's been an just a tiring couple of years as well, you know, and, and I have, I have OCD and, um, and it's these things kind of, when they, but when they overtake me, when I can't get out of bed, when I can't face myself in the mirror, it's, I'm okay with that because I know that the moment I can look at myself, when I can, you know, get out of bed, when I can get back to the gym, it's then remind myself that I have done that. You have gotten yourself out, out of bed, Nathaniel. You have you have spoken well to yourself today. That's and if that's all I've done with my
0: day, wicked. I, I know exactly what you mean. I I suffer with anxiety, and at the yeah. moment it's really flared up, and I don't know why. Yeah, mine's bad at the moment. Bad. Is it yours is bad too? I think also also because I'm working in theatre. and I'm so worried <laughs> I'm going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mine's probably because I got married. I don't want mine. Oh, you know, I did. I had the, congratulations it's so funny with whatever mental health it is and my ocd as well Mm. like the other day i couldn't find a place in the fridge to put the mayonnaise just couldn't find it no it was honestly back and forward left and right i was like Mm -hmm. this is just a nightmare but and when you think you've conquered it is the moment that it comes back yeah yeah. and it's so hard you're so right acceptance is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. you just have to almost just lean into it and go ah it's okay yeah cool but that is so hard to do sometimes horrible and, horrible and when when the doctor or the psychiatrist your friend your mother or your brother say do you know what you're gonna have this and you have to learn to live with it mm-hmm. it's the worst piece of advice yeah. in the world but the best piece of advice because yeah. it's the worst because you panic <gasps> well i'm gonna be like this forever no yeah. ways but once you learn to understand it you're almost free because yeah. it's like okay it's just understand it. that's the word because yeah. i don't like
1: i don't like the word you've got to embrace i don't like the term you have to embrace it no but i don't have it. to embrace that that's not consensual thank you very much <laughs> yeah. but understanding it that's yeah Thank you. Thank you for helping me figure that one
0: out. <laughs> I don't think I did. But that's... A, so you, you've you had to navigate with that as well. Do you think... Do you think, though, that helps you with your acting because it makes you understand your emotions much more? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, I really, I really do. I think for years I was trying to hide the parts of myself that I didn't like. I actually... I hate being this tall. I hate it. Really? It's so isolating because the moment you walk into a room everyone talks about how tall you are and I'm I'm I already feel very different you know I'm I'm queer I'm I'm half Indian I was never Indian enough to be Indian and I was never white so I couldn't be English and when you're when you're this tall and I just I always wanted to just shrink and I've learned to embrace the fact that I can reach everything in my kitchen, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm tall, that I'm strong, and that all the things that I've tried to hide about myself for years, all the parts of my personality which I'm embarrassed of, are the bits that I have to just unleash. And then I find that once I've let go of that, once I've let them into the world, that is a performance that I can sit back and think, I don't know how I looked, I don't, I don't tend to watch myself. But it felt, it felt authentic. It felt good because I'd let go of Nathaniel and everything he's afraid of, everything he's afraid to show people in case they don't like him, in case they hurt him. Mm. And I've just let go of that. And I've just like really embraced, learnt into a character who I'm working really hard to bring to life.
0: Mm. With It's a Sin, how how important was to tell that story for the community, do you think? It's incredibly important. I don't think it... I,
1: I actually don't think you can state how important it was because I wasn't taught about that in school. No, nor was A, I. At all, at all. And I didn't even realise it was that bad. I didn't. I thought it was that bad in America. And I never knew how bad it was over here. And it was then only really in doing the research for it um, and working on it that I realised how devastating it was. And it was just, it was an evisceration to the community. And, you know, there's, but there's see, there's still so much more to tell. There's still so much more to tell in this story. And what I loved about the way that Russell did it was that it wasn't about the fighters and it wasn't about, you know, the, the, the people who were going on the protest and the people in power. It was the, it was the people who were suffering, but trying to just hold it together. Mm. And there was this crack, this enormous chasm in this group of people that just loved each other and just wanted to be alive. And it's about a group of people that have to try and hold everything together. Mm. And it just, I really think that. I'm I'm still educating myself on how things were. And I filmed that show, what, four years ago?
0: Four years ago.
1: Yeah, twenty
0: nineteen. I ran in thinking that the most of the cast of It's a Sin were queer actors. Yes, that would be correct. How important is it that they were queer?
1: Okay, so this is a this is a conversation that's been ongoing about straight actors playing queer roles. I do think for a story like It's a Sin, and for it being Russell's story, I think that there is an authenticity there. Yeah. Like if so, let's say you and I work for a part, Jamie, and the part was completely straight, I would, as me, I I would feel like there is something that you can access much easier than I can. And it would be the other way around. And I think that for a story like that, for a story which has is so delicate, I was just about to say delicate. It's a yeah. very, very delicate script. I really think the magic of It's a Sin came from the fact that that set was filled with love. Mm. Oh my God, you're getting up at five o'clock every morning to go in was my pleasure. And the days when it was hard, there was just no more cuddles. And the days where it was easy, you just, you just had fun on set. Yeah. And, but being able to tell that story, the story of our people, the story of our community is i think really important and actually it was important to russell and if it was important to russell it was important to me
0: is it easier or maybe not easier but do you think it's less complicated for a straight person to play a queer person or a queer person to play a straight person
1: you are coming up with some very good questions but
0: what do you think cuz cuz in my opinion i i would say it, i would i I would find it much harder i have I'm I'm not queer I'm straight so I would have no idea of the experience the experience that I hear from you and so many other people is the whole upbringing the, the different scenarios that you've been in the uh either it's bullying or not feel feeling that you you're, you you want to hide something so what do you think w- what is harder
1: I think it's probably easier for a queer person to play straight because at one point they would have been trying to pass for it anyway
0: great answer I don't know why I just went round it. It's is the, that's a great answer. But I think,
1: I think like that's, that is from my experience when, you know, when, when I'm cast as straight, like straight characters and when people are like, oh, you know, he can't play straight, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I actually, I did that. I did that for long enough, to be honest. Thank you very much.
0: It's amazing to chat with someone like you. We were super excited to have you on. And if I was going to ask you mm. one last question and ask you, what does love mean to you? What would you say? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What does love mean to you? I think,
1: okay, here we go. In my opinion, in my opinion, um, love is, if it's romantic love, if it's love for a friend, love for a family member, love for a good old book, Mm. love for anything, I think, is when you can see this person, this object, this thing, and the entire, the entire rest of the world goes blurry because that is, that is all that you can feel. I think that's what love is.
0: That's the best answer we've had yet. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Okay. I like that. (laughs) Let's clip that up. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having it's, me. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Good luck with everything. I can't wait to see you in your plays. Thank you. I can't you. wait. When are they both out again?
1: Um, 7th of July to the 5th of August at Finsby, uh, the Park Theatre in Finsbury Park. And then um, please check the website for the touring dates because, off the top of my head, I don't know them.
0: <laughs> I'm going to come watch Screen Amazing. Dude, thank you so much. We really for appreciate it. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing more about Nathaniel Curtis and his incredible career. What an amazing guy. Now, to find out more about the amazing work that the Albert Kennedy Trust do, head to their website, akt.org.uk. It's in the description. And if you fancy a sweet treat, check out the new Candy Kittens Loves Astronauts Sweet Range, available online now at candykittens.com. It's in the description and in stores such as Sainsbury's, Waitrose, Asda, and Co op.